It's very important. Why are we worshipers? Why did he in Acts 17 and the Apostle Paul is expounding to the Greeks? Because the Greeks had were all about wisdom and the Jews always demanded a, a, a sign. And, and, and so we understand through the book of Corinthians that it, it's about having an, it, it's, it's, a, it's about having a, having faith in God. It's not about obtaining more wisdom and it's not, a, not about seeing a sign, but it's having faith in him. Why is it important? Why, why are we worshipers? You know, he said, I, I created, in Acts 17, he said, I created among all the, the, the face of the earth, uh, you know, nations, different bloods, people. He said, so that they might worship me. So you, you were created for worship. And the apostle said, because it's in him I live and move and have my being. Why is it important that we become and why are we worshipers? Because there's a phrase that, that, that this really was, when we were in Africa, there's a phrase that really kept coming up in my heart, you know, and uh, I haven't expounded a lot on it here, but just this, this understanding of living from the inside out. Why are we worshipers? Because we're called to live from the inside out. And, and you know, when I say that, people are like, what do, you, what do you mean by living from the inside out? Because, because all your life, you've been taught to live from the outside in. All your life, your life has been dictated by your experiences and the things that have happened to you. Your life has been dictated by what some other people have done to you. Your life is dictated by what society has tried to shape. You're dicta- everything is dictated by external forces, external things. You know, um, you know, because someone told you this, this is the way it is. Because that's, that's the way they said that, well, that's the way it is. And, and so if that's the way, if that's how you live, then what happens is you're going to be living on a constant roller coaster. You're, you're going to live based on your emotions. You're, you're going to deal in your marriage based on uh, what it looks like on the outside. You're going to base your finances based on everything you see on the outside. And you're going to constantly be up one day and down the next. As, as the apostle says, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because you heard this, well, it must be that. Well, you heard this, well, now you're down. But you heard this, now you're up. So, so it's the same thing. When things happen in society, so to speak, it can be the same it can be the same thing where you start living based on the emotions of the way society is instead of living out of here and and if you look at society and you and you look at media you look at politics and you look at every aspect of of every realm you know whether you're looking at you whether you're looking at actors and and in the music industries dealing with uh, you know the, the sex aspect of things. Whether you're looking at the things that happened at, at the, the the high school in Florida last week, or you're looking at well, this person said that, or that person said this, and and what happens is everyone's living at this heightened state of emotions, right. and everyone's acting emotionally, right. and everyone's responding emotionally, and 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 majority is no one really resides and rests on what are true facts. And so everyone is driven by this, this predominant fear that, that is driving society. And what does fear do? Fear promotes more fear. Fear produces more negative responses. Fear causes people to act out. Fear causes people to do things they really wouldn't do, they, they wouldn't normally do. 
And so how do we get to a place where, where, where we don't, aren't run by our emotions? We have to come to a place where we live from the inside out. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Let me say it again. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Meaning, meaning, you know what? You can't force someone that is responds to their flesh to operate out of their spirit. Because the only thing they know is the flesh. And so when you, when you respond in the flesh, you can only get flesh results. You know, if I'm constantly led by my emotions, then what's happened? It, 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 if I'm led by my flesh, then it's going to control me to do one thing. Then it's going to control me to do another thing. Then another thing. Then another thing. Then another thing. Why? Because I can only get, I can only reap the results of what I'm sowing into. So if I'm sowing to my flesh, I can only reap results of the flesh. They that are to the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. It's all about focus. Am I focusing more on natural things? Or is my focus more on spiritual things? Because if, my, if I'm focusing constantly on natural things, if all I did is watch CNN all day, I'd be one depressed puppy. I mean, if all you did is got your news from social media, Huffington Post or whatever, you, I'm t- you're going to be one depressed cookie. I, it, it, why? Because all you're doing is, is, is feeding on the natural. All you're doing is feeding your flesh on something that can't produce life. But they after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So, so if I'm focusing on things of the spirit, then I can reap things out of the spirit. You know what? I can't, I can't, foc- I can't focus my attention on fleshly things and grow in love. I can't focus on fleshly things and, grow, and, and, allow, and, and allow peace to flourish. I can't do it. Why? Because love and peace. I can't get joy if I'm constantly focusing on fleshly things. Natural things. Why? Because those things aren't natural. They're spiritual. So those things focus, if I focus things on spiritual, then what happens is now I can be a partaker of peace. Now I can be a partaker of joy. Now I can be a partaker of love. You so, so, so I can't get spiritual benefits if I'm constantly flooded with fleshly things. It's impossible. I have to come to a place where I'm feeding my life. I'm focusing on the right things. In our world, we understand this because the world doesn't know how to focus on the right things. We're going to focus on everything, everyone else that's the problem instead of looking inwardly. It's that, it's that, it's that husband you gave me. It was that, it was that serpent you made. It was it's every, someone else's problem. Why? Why they, because they were focusing on things of the flesh. And things of the spirit. The next verse says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnally minded just means natural thing. If I just have natural thinking, it's it's not going to, it's not going to bring growth. It's going to bring destruction. But if I'm spiritually minded, I'll be able to have life and peace. Hallelujah. Verse 7, because the carly minded is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. For you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. 
Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none. I want to, but, but verse 9 again, but ye are not in the flesh. Say, I'm not in the flesh. Say, but I'm in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Say that the Spirit of God dwells in me. Now, understand that if the Spirit of God dwells in you, you, you are to no longer focus, pull your strength from natural things. But I'm to pull my strength from spiritual things. Let's, let's look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Let's look at verse 23. This is after um, we know that was it James and John healed the, healed the man at the, at the gate. He healed, at the, healed, healed the man at the gate and they go before the uh, rulers of the synagogue and, and so forth. And they put them on trial and uh, finally they have to let them go. And so in verse 23 it says this. And being let go, they went to their own company. And reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is that in them is. Now get this here. Now put yourself in their position here. They had been beaten. They had been thrown in prison. I mean, it would be easy to pull your pull and focus on the natural things of what you've experienced and, and what you've gone through. But what happens is when they were let go, they didn't focus on the negative that they went through or the negative situations they experienced. But what did they do? They, they went to their own company. They went to, they went to the church. They went to their friends. They went to their relationships. They went to their Vic Boone. <laughs> they, they went to their company. You see, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one thing as the church, as a church or believers, I should say, where you know we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But you know what? I, as I have to know where my company is because it's in my company that I receive strength. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said in verse twenty-four. And when they had heard that, they lifted their voices to God. Meaning when they found out what happened to them, all of them, all the whole company, what they do? They sought God. They worshiped God. You see, when you're going through something negative in your life, there's two things. You, you need to go to your brothers and sisters. You don't need, you don't need to go to someone that's going to feed your flesh. You don't need someone that's going to feed your emotions and, and, and feed your anger or, or feed your hurt or, or feed, feed the negative aspect. No, you need to go to a place that's going to strengthen you in a place where what? You can put your focus in the right place and put your focus on the right thing. See, this is about living from the inside out. And as, 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 as a pastor, as a minister, I can't, I can't abase my life on everything that's happening out there. I have to make sure what, what, that I'm built up spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse, and verse 24. And, and said, Lord, thou art God, and thou hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of the servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? So here, when they were praying... 
This is what they declared. They praised God who was the creator of all things. But then they said this, who by the mouth of the servant David has said, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The Amplified says this, who by the mouth of our forefather David, your servant and child said through the Holy Spirit, why did the heathen Gentiles become wanton, insolent and rage and the people imagine and study and plan fruitless things that will not succeed? You're saying, what I'm saying, I just want to just put this, bring this point out because when you focus on natural things, it says here, it says they're fruitless things. See, if you, if you look at the world, everything's going on in the world. People are pointing fingers. People are trying to say, well, that's the problem. Well, that's the problem. Well, that's the problem. No, no, there's a root to the problem. And the root to the problem has, has nothing necessary to do with gun legislation. There's, there's a deeper root. Within, within our society. It, it's, not, it's not about uh, having a Democrat in office or Republican in the office. It's, it's, it's a deeper root than that. It's a, it's a, it is a spiritual issue. And so if you're, if you're looking at things from, from natural standpoint, then you're going to try to tell, you're going to try to figure things out here. But this is a spiritual thing that's void of Jesus. And so what they were dealing with is, is they went to the house because they knew that these people in the synagogue, they were just dealing with the people in the synagogue. We don't, we, man, if you knew what Rome was like and what they had to deal with, man, you don't understand how good we got it. <laughs> man, it, it was a whole nother form of racism in, in that, in that day. It was, there, there was, there was crazy stuff going on in that time. And here, all they were dealing with was just the aspect that they got beat by religious people. It's not even dealing with everything that's going on in the world. They were just dealing, our focus is on you. Yeah. Our focus is on you. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31. And I, I'm not saying that. I'm not making light. Of, I don't want to make light of racism and the issues in our nation. I don't want to make light of that because, because it's, it's, a, it's a demonic thing. And, it, and, it's, and, and it's, it's, it's the nature of Satan. That's why strife and division and racism is not allowed in this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. We aren't that this church or that church. We're the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 31. Hallelujah. Had no clue I was going to preach this until worship. So we're going to see how the Lord takes this. Deuteronomy 31 says, where do you want to start, Father? Thank you, Father. Uh, they're going into the, the, going to the promised land, and we know Moses wasn't allowed to go in. And Moses is, you know, he's 120 years of age, and he's releasing the blessing over them. He's releasing the blessing over them because of everything that was happening in their world. And here in verse 6, he tells them, Be strong and firm. Fear not, nor be in terror before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. See, this is something that we constantly have to understand as believers. And we talk about whether I'm focusing on the flesh or I'm focusing on the spirit. 
What's happening in your environment? What's happening in your workplace? What's happening in this church? What's happening everywhere you go? Is realizing this aspect of when we talk about show me your glory. It's not, it's not just a phrase that we're saying. But what we're, what we're doing by saying show me your glory is we're recognizing our ever-present help. We're, re- we're, we're recognizing uh, the one who is with us. You see, the, the, when, the, when they left after being beaten, what did they go? They went to the company because they knew that's where God was. They went to their company and what did they do? They worshiped God because they knew living in an environment where people imagine vain things and where the heathen rage. <laughs> I mean, how, how, does that sound like our society today? The heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? I think Romans chapter 1 talks about they create and invent new forms of evil. <laughs> and so, so just think about this, this. But the aspect was our focus is on you. Our focus is on you. Here he says this in verse 7. And Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of Israel, Be strong, courageous, and firm, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to possess it. Verse 8. It is the Lord. Who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you. Or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching. But fear not. Neither become broken in spirit. Depressed. Dismayed or unnerved with alarm. And Moses wrote this law. And delivered it to the Levitical priest. Who carried the Ark of the Covenant. What was the Ark of the Covenant? It represented God's presence. And to all the elders of Israel, verse 10, and Moses commanded them at the end of every seven years, at the set time of the feast of release of debtors for their debt at the feast of booth. Meaning every seven years, it would be their year of release. They would be set free from all their bondages. But this whole aspect is that he is going to be with you. He is going to be with you. Verse 8, he goes before you. He is with you and he goes before you. Say that with me. He goes with me. And he goes before me. He's talking about this aspect that as he goes before you. And he tells them, in the seven years, you are going to be set free from every bondage. So, so this one that is with you now and this one that will go with you tomorrow is going to bring you constantly into a place of freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you see, with the Spirit of God... We have to understand that, that, that we focus on the spirit, not the things on the flesh. Because I know what if, I fo- if I, all I do is focus on my flesh, it will bring destruction in my life. But if I focus on the spirit of God. See, more now, we have to be instruments. We have to be voices. Don't, don't become part of the noise, but be part of the answer. The only thing that is going to bring direction, bring peace, or bring change to anyone around us is, is you being able to produce the spirit of glory in someone else's life. You know, I, I'm reminded of this, this aspect here in, in Deuteronomy 31 of when Jesus, after he came out of the wilderness, he said, what the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to deliver the captives. He sent me to open the blinded eyes. And then it said, he sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We know the acceptable year of the Lord, what Moses was talking about here in 31, the year of release. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God. We have to live from the inside out. You, if you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, you have glory on the inside of you. If you have, you have, you, you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You have the very thing that parted the Red Sea. If you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, you have the very thing that brought peace to that widow woman that Elijah ministered to you. If you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, you have the thing that the very thing that caused creation to take place. If you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, you have that same peace, that same presence that was able to say to that woman that was caught in the act of adultery, go and sin no more. You have that same peace on the inside of you. You have that same presence on the inside of you. But if all you're doing is focusing on the flesh and everything around you, you can't produce that in someone else's life. You can't produce peace in someone else's life if you're focusing on problems. We can't, you can't be carriers of confusion and carriers of peace at the same time. So I encourage you, don't, don't be part of the problem. Be voices of peace. Be voices of peace. We have to live from the inside out. We have to live from the inside out. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. How do you... How do we walk at, how do we walk that out as spirit-filled believers? You know, because we know according to let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs four. I don't have time to expound on this, but You know, if we look at, if we, if we look at in Isaiah chapter 11, and it talks about Jesus, and it talks about, it's prophesying about Jesus, it says, and the spirit would rest upon him, and it says that it was a spirit of might. It says it was a spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, and it was a spirit of the fear of the Lord. There was seven different spirits, whatever, but, but just that aspect, the spirit of wisdom. You see, what we need to operate as believers, living from the inside out, we need to operate out of wisdom. Wisdom isn't just, just having a bunch of information bottled up in here. Having a spirit of wisdom is knowing how to walk, knowing when to walk, when to talk. It's, it's when to do something, when not to do something. Jesus operated from the inside out. And we know from the Word it says that He only did what he saw the father do, right? And then he only said what he heard the father say. So that let me know, in, according to Isaiah, he operated with the spirit of wisdom. So we talk about living from the inside out. I, w- I want to step into now talking about a spirit of wisdom because this is all about, all about you know, the, the flesh versus the spirit, right? 
It's two different ways of living, right? And my endeavor, not that I hit it on the head all the time, but my endeavor is to live over here. I want, I want a parent over here. I want, to, I want to be a husband over here. I want to be a pastor over here. Okay? And so, and so how do you, you, you have this spirit of wisdom? That's what Jesus did. That, that's why he could, he, could, he could do what he did with that, that, that woman. At the, that's why he could make the, take the spit in the ground and, and make the mud and put on the blind man's. Why? He was receiving wisdom from heaven. And so the first part of tonight was just about, I can't operate over here if I'm living over here. Okay? I have to live from the inside out. And so as we, we, we dive into this, in this aspect, this wisdom, Jesus operated with a spirit of wisdom. Let's look at Proverbs 4, verse 7 real quick. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her or exalt wisdom and wisdom will promote you. Wisdom will bring you to honor when you embrace her. Hallelujah. I could keep going and talking about everything that wisdom can provide. But here it says wisdom's the principal thing. You know, what, what need, if I just blanket any situation that you encounter in your life right now, if you say you got a report from the doctor. What is the first thing that you need to go? You need to go to. You know, wisdom's the principal thing. Wisdom's a, okay. Is this an eating issue? Is this my diet? Is this something that I need to stand against because it's genetic? Is this what do I need? To, what, where do I go to the word? What, I need wisdom concerning this. If it's a relationship issue, it, the the word's the principal thing. So even if we look at society, wisdom's the principal thing. Wisdom's the principal thing. If it's, if, it's, if it's witnessing to someone, wisdom's the principal thing. If it's dealing with our children, we have to understand wisdom's the principal thing. You see, it, it, everything's going to come down to wisdom. And we also, we, we saw a spirit of wisdom was upon Jesus. So part of show me your glory is also understanding that glory is also an avenue of wisdom because the glory of God is God, and God is wisdom. <laughs> you want a scripture for that? First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Christ has been made into me the wisdom of God, the righteousness of God, the sanctification of God. Wisdom, sanctification, and, redemption, and righteousness, and redemption. Christ has been made into me wisdom. And so, so we have to understand this aspect. When I talk about living inside out, I'm saying, okay, I need to tap into wisdom. Let's look at verse uh, chapter 2. Verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy, and apply thy heart to understanding. So incline your ear to wisdom. So here he says, receive my words, hide my commandments with thee, so that you can incline your ear unto wisdom. Meaning, what does incline means to lean towards? Meaning, I need to open myself up to this. It's not just something that's going to be automatic, but I'm going to have to incline my ear to wisdom. You know what? You're going to receive whatever you lean towards. If I'm feeding constantly, like I said, on CNN, then you know what? Then that's the wisdom that I'm going to receive. 
And so not everything you hear is right wisdom. So it's where I lean towards that depends what kind of wisdom I'm going to receive. Verse 3, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lift up thy voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and you search for as for a hid treasure. Man, how important is wisdom? How important? It says that I need to seek for wisdom like it's a hidden treasure. Seeking wisdom like a hid treasure. Man, seeking wisdom like it's a hid treasure. Seeking out if it was like silver. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just need to slow down. A few weeks ago, Annette and I were talking about stand still. <laughs> need to get wisdom on the situation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 5. Then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord when you find, and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom. He gives, giveth. The word, if you see TH, it's not just because it's Old English or Elizabethan English. It's TH is on there because it's repetitive, meaning, meaning it's, it's continual. He give. it's not one time, it's continual. It's flowing. It's flowing. The Lord get, continues to give wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Who gives wisdom? Hallelujah. So if you have the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you, then you have a spirit of wisdom on the inside of you. It also comes knowledge and understanding. Verse seven, he lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. I like how the Amplified says that he hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it up for the righteous. Now, he doesn't hide it from the righteous. He hides it for the righteous. You see, people have this mind, well, you never know what God's going to do. Oh, you never know what God's going to do. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. I thank God his ways are higher than our ways, but I'm not talking about my way. You know, it's dealing with righteousness there. I'm not talking about my righteousness with that. It's, you know, his ways are higher than our ways. Thank goodness. But you know what? He's given us the ability to tap into that. He lays up wisdom for the righteous. He, he hides it. He's not hiding wisdom for me, Jeremiah. He's hiding wisdom for me. Hallelujah. He's hiding wisdom, wisdom for me. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You got about 10 more minutes? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We live from the inside out. Say, I live from the inside out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If you, if you read chapter 1, um, chapter 2, and chapter 3, they really all go together. Um, chapter chapter one just talks about about the Greeks versus the um, the Jews and one seeking a sign and he he talks about that's you know it's foolishness and and so forth and that talks about Christ is made in his wisdom but let's start with verse one in chapter two it says I brethren when I came to you I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God 
Amplified says, as for myself, brother, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence or mystery and secret of God concerning what he has done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. I mean, I didn't come to you with philosophy. I didn't come to you with man's way of thinking about things. Verse 2 says, for I resolve, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Man, meaning, you know what? The bottom line of every anything is just Jesus. I I don't want to know anything else but Jesus and him crucified. I didn't come to you with all this profound wisdom. No, the answer is Jesus. Now, we could talk about all sorts of things that could fix society, but the answer is Jesus. (laughs) I mean, we we could talk about all sorts of wisdom and, and everything, but the answer is Jesus. You know, I, I was I was watching the um, the interview today with uh, um, with President Trump and the different ones from the shooting, the live thing. And it was one of the last people that spoke was a guy whose daughter had died. Rachel had died in Columbine 19 years ago. And it's interesting. A friend of mine, uh, his dad, him and his dad were the pastors of that church, and they did a lot of the funerals. And they went to their church, so he he knew them, and he told me a lot about their family. But he made, he made some, some profound, he made some statements of wisdom. And he talked about there's an answer to these things. He didn't bring up Jesus, that, but I know he's a Christian. But he talked about if all you do is focus on diversity, you'll have division. If all you do is focus on unity, you're going to have compromise. He said there's, there's deeper issues that need to be dealt with here. And, and, and he said, he goes, there's other, and then he says, you know, I would like, like to pre- present these 28 different programs and things that have stopped people from killing themselves and so forth. It was a great, great talk. But I'm, I'm saying this to say this because there's, there's things that we need to tap into. And the answer really comes down to wisdom that we receive from above. Wisdom that we receive from heaven. Verse 3 says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Verse 4, and it says, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So it wasn't about natural wisdom. You got to understand, it's not about natural wisdom. But it's demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So here, I'm not putting my faith... In this fleshly wisdom. But I'm putting my faith in what this can produce in my life, in my situation. So how do we tap into this? Verse 6. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. Now get that. We speak wisdom. So he's talking about speaking here. We speak wisdom. Among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. So I'm speaking something, but yet I'm not speaking it with the world's understanding. Nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So I'm speaking wisdom and it's saying, but it's wisdom that's not of this world. And I'm speaking it in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. Meaning if the enemy knew, if the the God of this world knew about this wisdom, he would have never crucified Jesus. 
So there's some wisdom that we can tap into that can change the world. You know what? You might have inventions on the inside of you that can make the world a better place. You might have wisdom on the inside of you to start businesses that, that, that will answer to be an answer to someone else's need. You, you, you might have, there might be doctors watching this right now. You may be able to solve something that bring healing to an aspect with, with a procedure that no one else could do, but it coming from the wisdom of God. Don't, don't just, you have to understand we've been given the spirit to make us successful in this world. Hallelujah. Verse 9, but as it is written, I had not seen nor ear had heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Now, see, that's what scripture religion would use. I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God prepared. I mean, no one knows what God knows. No, I'm never going to know. I'm never, I had not seen, my ear hasn't heard. It's not entered into my heart. I can't know it because God's bigger than I am. God knows more than I know. We know that. Duh. Like that was an argument. I mean, but verse 10 says, but God has, no, no, hold on. Let me go back. Let's get something. Neither have entered into the heart of man. Get this. The things, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? There's things he's prepared for you. And do you love him? There's things he's prepared for you. There's, a thing, there's things he's made ready for you. But how do you tap into how do you How do you get to that? So verse 10, but God has revealed them. Revealed them. Past has already, he's revealed them unto us by his spirit. Meaning those things he's prepared for me, he's revealed those things to me by his spirit. So I tap into the wisdom of God by the spirit of God that's on the inside of me. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. I mean, no man knows of the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of God knows. <laughs> man, Fred, you don't know it, but you know he knows it. Amen. Joseph, you might not know the answer, all the answers to reaching this, helping us reach the city yet, but God knows. Vicky, you may not know all the doors that, 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 that are going to open up, but God knows. Amen. Jeremiah, you, know, you may not know everything that's going to cause our customer service to go to another level at JSMI, but God does. Cassie, you may may not know all the songs that are in you yet, you know, but the Spirit of God does. Hallelujah. Man, that that excites me. Man. Man, there's there's messages that are in me that I haven't preached yet, but you know what? He's going to reel them to me. Hallelujah. There's things I don't know yet, but hey, there's, yeah, there's books inside me, man. But he knows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, and bring this over into your everyday life. There's, there's things that you, you, you can do when you're You might be working at a job and might be just kind of like just buying your time. But hey, there might be something there that will promote you to become the vice president of that business, of that company. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I asked for 10 more minutes and, and I only got one left. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. But the Spirit of God knows. Verse 12. Now we have received. We have received. We say, I have. I have. Now do it, do it like this. Hold your hands like this. Say, I have. I have. Now say, I have received. I have received. See, so, so, so don't be waiting for it. What, what, what are you waiting for? It, it, no, you, you've received. Now you, we have received not the spirit of the world. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. See, it goes back to what I started with. What do you focus? Flesh versus flesh. Flesh is going to get flesh or spirit is going to produce spirit. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. The spirit which is of glory, the spirit which is of power, the spirit which is the anointing, the spirit which is love, that we might know. We, now get that. I love it. We have not received. Hallelujah. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. So I received the spirit of God. Then it tells me why I've received it, that we might know. Then it tells me why I've received the spirit of God, that I might know, that I might know, that I might be acquainted with, that I might receive, that I might understand, that I might know the things that are freely given to us of God. I've received his spirit. So I could know the things he's already given me. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Which things also we speak. See, back to verse 6 says, how be it we speak wisdom. (laughs) Then verse 13 says, which things also we speak Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amplified says, and we are setting these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Ghost, combining interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hold your place there and let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 real quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 14. I just want to read two verses here. Hallelujah. I'm going to read in the Amplified. Hallelujah. Actually, we'll read in the King James. I might read both. Verse 1 says, Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather you may prophesy. For he that speaks, speaketh in an unknown tongue, Speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. What did 1 Corinthians chapter 7 say? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So how do we tap into this wisdom? One, no, we've got the spirit of God on the inside of us. But how do you obtain it? By praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. 
And I don't have time right now to do a whole message on why tongues are for today. And but we know we know in Jude it says it's it, the tongues are an act of building ourselves up and our it is like charging a battery. There, there's, a, there's a difference between the tongue for, tongues for an individual believer. If I'm by myself, the Apostle Paul said, I, I pray with my understanding and I pray in the Spirit. So it's, and it's something that edifies. It edifies me as an individual. But also don't get tongues confused with the gifts of the Spirit, which, which are tongues with interpretation equals prophecy that edifies and builds up the church. That's totally, that's totally separate. We know in Isaiah 28, it talks about that with, stammering, with a stammering tongue, it brings a refreshing. We, it, it, it builds us up. But now as we look in this aspect, let's have time to go into all the aspects and why tongues are for today. But this issue is, is I tap in. I live in this world. I live in this world. I live over here on this side. By praying in the Holy Ghost... I tap into wisdom. Wisdom that my eye hadn't seen. Wisdom that my ear hasn't heard. And wisdom that hasn't even entered into my heart. Really at heart there is my natural thinking. But yet it's revealed to me by my spirit. His spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So when you're praying in tongues, you're praying, it says, you're speaking mysteries. But understand, you have the ability. Even the Apostle Paul, when he said, when I pray in tongues, he says, pray that you interpret. See, you can interpret what you're praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Living from the inside out. Hallelujah. Now, that's not, that's not walking in public being flaky and stupid. Walking through Walmart and just, now if God tells you to do that, go for it. It's not about making a scene, but it's about receiving wisdom. I, I, I preached message and some people, I was like, do you actually got that from what I just preached? Now if God tells you to go to Walmart and pray in tongues at the top of your, top of your, never mind. But just this whole, it, it's, this, this, is, this is your personal walk. This is, this, this, is, this is how you live and you walk out. This, you, you walk out what, what you're doing. You walk out the steps. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Receive a step. Take a step. You don't know what to do next? Pray in the Holy Spirit until you get another step. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, the steps he gives you will line up with his word. Probably while you're, while you're praying in the Spirit, He'll give you wisdom. There's times I'm praying and I don't know how to do a situation. The Lord will he'll, he'll, he'll take me to a scripture. Or I'm reading a scripture and, and, and wow, all right. And it would just loom. That, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the answer. That's the answer right there. That's the answer. So make praying in the Holy Spirit a daily thing. A daily thing. A constant thing. Not just the set 15 minutes. I think it was that Smith Wigglesworth said he never prayed in the Spirit for more than an hour, but he never went more than an hour without praying in the Spirit. So it's not about length of time. It's about communion with God. It's about feeding your, your spirit, focusing on what the Spirit, because as I focus on the Spirit, it's going to provide everything I need. So let's come up in our living.
Let's come up in our thinking. Let's come up in the way we do things. Let's live different than the rest of the world. Amen. Be, be that voice of peace in the world. Be the, be the one that, that, that answers things the way Jesus would answer things. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Just take a moment. Just, let's just, just pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the spirit that you've given us. Hallelujah. Thank you for the spirit that you've given us. Thank you that you have baptized us and you have filled us with your precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and you don't have your prayer language, I, I want to encourage just, just make your way to the altar right here and, 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 and we'll pray for you. Hallelujah, because, because Luke chapter 11 says, says, if a natural father gives good gifts unto his children, how much more would the heavenly father give, hallelujah, the gift of the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 19, he asked those that were there, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And it said, Paul laid hands on them and it said, and they spoke. Hallelujah in other tongues. Is that you just make your way way up here? It's not a. It's nothing to be ashamed of or, or whatever. It's just something that empowers your life, equips your life. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for wisdom to come forth. Wisdom could have come forth. Hallelujah. Wisdom that comes from above is first of all peaceable. Hallelujah. So when wisdom comes up in your heart on a matter, does it bring peace? Does it bring peace? Hallelujah. The Spirit of God goes before you. The Spirit of God surrounds about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah for causing us to live. Hallelujah. Live different. Hallelujah. Walk different. Thank you, Father, by your Spirit. I thank you. We know. We know and we receive the things that you freely given to us. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you that our spiritual ears are open. Our spiritual eyes are open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have eyes to see. We have ears to hear. And we have hearts to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. We live from the inside out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not driven and tossed by the emotions that are going on in our world. Hallelujah. But we operate with peace. We operate with wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for wisdom. Wisdom in our communities. Wisdom in our government. Wisdom in our local schools. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom. Wisdom. 
Wisdom. Wisdom. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Someone you have a problem with your ankle. Hallelujah. 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 If that's you, just make your way up here. If it's watching by way of internet, just start, start moving your ankle. Just start moving your ankle around in circles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. I keep hearing just something with like a curvature in the spine. Anything I call out, if it's you, just come up. But hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for healing to flow. Healing to flow. Hallelujah. In homes that are watching this. Hallelujah. Backs to be straightened up, straightened out. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Healing of bone spurs. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray out wisdom. Know those things that are freely given that he's prepared for you. Receive this word tonight. Give him a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.